Hi, I'm Sarah Adams, and thank you for joining me on my podcast today, Cosmic Conversations, where I interview people in this field, in the awakened community about spirituality, health, and their many supernatural experiences. Okay, so today with this podcast, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and I want to just flow with it. So it's going to be like a conversation about spirituality, healing, and whatever you feel and I feel. So that's how I want it to go. And are you, are you okay with that? I'm fine, Sarah. I'm very happy just to riff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, pleasure. Okay. So, you know, I've read a bit about your work and I know I followed you for some years. I, I think it has to be maybe the last like eight years, if not more. And I've noticed that you do a lot of good work for the world and, um, I also noticed that you're very uh, blunt with speaking about, about world issues and you speak out about it honestly. And I really, really wanted to touch base on some of those things with you. So if you want to just go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, that, that's not my thing. I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm so over it. So, um, you know, <laughs> born in Africa. Rock and roll for 10 years and, and then became a pissed off human, a citizen diplomat, 20 years of frontline activism and uh, diplomacy and working through a lot of initiatives in the world um, at, at an intergovernmental level and also at the grassroots level, um, have a complete irreverence um, uh, and um, disregard for imposed authority, mm -hmm. despise uh, any um, efforts for to manipulate um, supremacy of one faction of humanity over the other, um, mm -hmm. just done with the Catholic Church, done with the third party intervention, done mm -hmm. with doctors, and scientists and teachers and everyone standing between humans and their own emancipation. Uh, and it's just time to, it's time to rattle the tree and, and, mm -hmm. and, and regroup as Adamites, as true uh, sons and daughters of God, so to speak, stand up and, and begin to manifest the world we actually want to live in. That's why we steered our souls into this plane. We didn't come here to shuffle along like godless plantation slaves doing the bidding of some rabid government or technocrat. So that's basically my, my A to Z in 60 seconds. <laughs> that's perfect. That's like me when I, when I film for Gaia, they say, say your name. I'm like, do I have to do this again? I don't want to say anything like this. I just want to get to the point. So no, and that's a big problem right now in the world is the suppression of humanity. And it's, you know, it's what it's on a spiritual level. It's on a physical level. They're trying to control our bodies. They're kind of trying to control the energies of the cosmos, which is the divine flowing through us by blocking us from that in every single way, whether it's um, pollution, whether it's chemtrails, vaccinations, there's a lot of ways they are using these things to suppress us and keep us from ascending back into our true selves, which is one being one with our spirit. So if you want to touch upon that with me a little bit more, I'd love to speak to you about this subject because it's deep on my heart right now. And I interact with a lot of ETs. I interact with a lot of different spirits. And this is what they tell me. They say that they're really, really um, compassionate for humanity and their struggle to get out of this control system that th this imposed false AI control system that completely has everyone connected in or most of the world connected into it. And it's, it's, it's a problem. It's, we have no ability now to control ourselves or have control over our bodies or our energy fields, because we are being almost in a way, you know, defiled on every level via frequencies, via all of these different things, toxins and things like that. So I've, 
if you want to just go ahead and, you know, speak to me about that, that would be amazing because I know you have a lot of knowledge on that. Well, in the first instance, the alpha point is to acknowledge and recognize that uh, there is no them that we don't permission. So in the first mm -hmm. instance, this world or the next, whatever comes at us as a third party or as a, as a them is something which is um, only manifested in the field uh, in, in accordance or concordance with the degree to which we give it permission to manifest. Mm -hmm. So that's alpha point. In, in understanding that piece, we, we understand our own godliness and our own divinity. So um, I, I, I recognize that everything that's coming at me is there because I, am, uh, I have abnegated or surrendered my consciousness sufficiently or my life force sufficiently. And we have collectively uh, abnegated or surrendered our life force sufficiently over great epochs of time in order to aggregate that, that uh, creature into the field of expression, the egregore, the lower elementals, all of that mm -hmm. that manifests as a governments and ch Catholic churches and all the rest of it. So that, that's alpha point to recognize that we gave permission to that variously and now we can depermission it. So yeah. we are always the predator. We are always alpha, uh, ultimately the ones who determine the outcome. What we can do is we can compress all of that witchery and that wickedness uh, in, into a very, very short period of time. In point of fact, timelessness is the atom seed of absolution and redemption and forgiveness. If we're to truly redeem and forgive and absolve ourselves or the Catholic church, which is to say the third party of anything, we have to move into the state of grace. Grace by definition is timelessness, where you, where you step away from Cronus, from the Lords of time, from the crown, from the government, from the state, from the fiction. And that's really the, what, what we're inviting ourselves to do right now, which is why we collectively have manifested such an extraordinary orchestra of chaos and, and devilishness into the field with this Corona COVID pantomime. It's the classic way that we subconsciously are saying, look at what we've created, daddy. And we're kind of smearing shit on the wall and going, look what we've done, daddy. It's, it's pathetic. But that's, that's us waking up from our civilizational kind of infancy. And so one can expect that, that the kid's going to stand on his feet, walk around the room, mm -hmm. kick things over face. And that's kind of what we're doing with this COVID corona hysteria. Anyone who's in any kind of state of grace can see that and, and knows not to get attached or identified with the noise of the orchestra because yeah. it's just playing itself out moment to move on to the more important uh, element that you spoke about which i would agree with absolutely is that yes the the existential threat to humankind right now and also to planet to the gaia because we are an extension of gaia and there's no there's no separation really but the great existential threat is the fact that that third party interventionism has now crept into our genetic expression. Mm -hmm. So yes, we are a cosmic hybrid. Yes, we're a galactic hybrid anyway. We're galactic royalty, absolutely. The fact that the draconian and Orion elements of the off-world intelligences are now seeking to interpose their own draconian um, uh, technological intervention into the gene sequence, that's a serious matter. So that is really what we're seeing is how the serpent from the God, proverbial Garden of Eden has actually crept for thousands of years, slithered its way right into the true garden. The true garden is our codons, our DNA, you know, mm -hmm. our, the, the flaming Christ nature of our atom seed. That's the thing that's kind of under threat or so we think. 
so we feel. Now, those, those again, draconian elements that are seeking to uh, transpose themselves into the genetic expression of humanity because of their own desperate incapacity to transduce, to transduce light coding. They cannot themselves um, bring in light coding, vibral light and manifest in the way that we can. So they have to parasite in that sense of light bearers. And uh, there are many elements in this 3D temporal universe that do need to parasite off light bearers themselves in order one to survive in order two for them to create or to man manifest mm -hmm. and so it's all by proxy and by extension now once the adamite the true human recognizes that we are all the archetype of the messiah the christed ones we are the ones who are offering ourselves up for sacrifice in a sense by even being birthed into this world we are saying eat me eat my life force so all of these lower elemental intelligences and astral forces and telluric forces and all world intelligences through linguistic wave genetics and through this kind of quantum processes they're able to variously suck the limitless capacitance of life force out of human beings we are every single human being could power up a sun no question about that no yes. question about that so think about earth tara gaia in that case with seven point however many billion souls purportedly on the surface and god knows how many on the inner uh, inner earth so but the point i'm making is can you imagine the kind of battery the kind of um uh, generator that we represent to these other intelligences, these hyper and sub-dimensional forces. We are just this incredible glowing, you know, life-giving quanta that they can come in and parasite, but it has to be permission-based. Yes. Everything is by universal law and they do actually get our permission. So every time I, Sasha, cross my conscience or move into wrong action or step out of the flame of pure truth, then I am the one who's granting some kind of let's say a hyperdimensional beacon goes up and flares up and say, and then this cracks in the auric field this cracks in the in the in the kind of uh, um, field of, of of integrity and then that allows for interventionism ultimately if i then take to alcohol or crack or any kind of addiction beyond a certain point i then allow for that fissure to become a major crack into the vehicle the vessel mm -hmm. until i allow those um, elemental forces or demonic forces to come fully in and take possession. And now I am Anthony Fauci or Bill Gates or Hillary Clinton. Now I've become a full vehicle or vessel that has is barely carrying any sentence myself. So pause on that for a moment and move to what you were talking about, which is the intervention of the genetic expression through artificial intelligence and transhumanism and synthetic molecules and this cocktail of, of, of wickedness that is trying to resynthesize mm -hmm. the human biological entity into a, a, a walk-in, turning us into kind of bio-hybridized cyborgs where we are alive enough to be able to still transduce universal light and life force, but we are not sentient in that we have given up control and mm -hmm. we've become um, just extensions, biological extensions of these demonic forces that want to now literally sit in the cradle of our skull and vicariously live through us. That's absolutely what is happening. There is no question at, at all that this is full 
spectrum uh, demonic interventionism and possession against the entire human family. That's what the vaccination program is. That is what the dream control program is all about. That was what academia, Hollywood, and 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 MS mainstream media and social media have all been in an orchestration to numb us into this kind of uh, psycho-intellectual, psycho-spiritual paralysis where we're actually able to just have software installed. And that's what monotheistic religion is. That's a software yeah. installation. That's a, you know, And mm-hmm. then that moves on into more subtle forms of, you know, whether you're talking BLM or Antifa, these kinds of psycho-political movements that are trying to inflame and adrenalize mm-hmm. people into relevancy in their lives. And, and sucking them into these different memes. But all of those memes, again, are created for us to be at odds with one another so that we never sit in the throne of self, take a deep breath and put our, our feet on the red soil and just engage Atman, engage our limitless divinity, which is ultimately what's going to happen now because of all of this orchestra of chaos. It's forcing that diamond out of the coal right now in many of us. I agree. With, I agree with that because humanity will only wake up under pressure. Otherwise they're just going to live their jolly lives and not actually seek anything deeper. And, you know, to go back to the subject of this force coming through, I have memories of Mars and Venus and living on Mars and different planets. And I remember a portal being opened on Mars and that's where this force came through a long time ago. So then the whole universe, our whole universe kind of got quarantined in until we step into our divinity. Once we step into our divinity, then that's going to go ahead and it will be different. We'll be allowed to travel among the stars again, to speak to other beings, to, you know, be multidimensional. So in my experience, um, I was trying to you know, I did a lot of time travel. I, I have different abilities, some kind of strange, but I'm able to like look through the eyes of other people. So I was going through the timelines to try to see where this force came through. And it was definitely on Mars and it just sucks energy. It's like a black hole. It sucks energy. Recently, I was told it comes from a previous uh, universe that was here, a previous creation, and that what we needed to do basically is close these different portals. And a lot of the elite through dark arts, dark magic, have opened up these portals and are actually using them for power. And we need to close those portals so that the energy from this planet and from everybody on this planet and everything, including animals, nature just stops being leached upon. And so they close the portals to the higher realms. And that's why they're doing chemtrails because the, the aluminum reflects the sun's light out. It also uh, is dense energy. So it doesn't allow the ETs to pass. It doesn't allow higher beings to pass. So they're doing chemtrails. They're doing all sorts of things to shut us off from higher energies while trying to keep us open to the lower energies that yes, they need to feed off of us to survive because they're disembodied spirits and a spirit it it, 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 if it does not do right in a physical form it does not it's not allowed to have another form it's disembodied so they're trying to steal the bodies and then go through the dna which is the ladder jacob's ladder in the bible that's why jacob went up the ladder to the angels it was the dna and they're trying to use the energy because to go up in frequency you need energy so they're using the energy of humanity to try to get to the higher realms and this is my experience Yes. Well, I think that's entirely correct. I mean, the, the, the geoengineering element of it is, um, is complex. It's complex chemistry and science, but it's uh, these uh, nanoparticulates 
um, are mm -hmm. acting for, uh, multiplicity of functions, multiplicity of functions. They're acting as a principally you need to regard them as an antenna system, as yes. a receiver and transmission technology. Mm -hmm. So the fact that trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of nanoparticulates, metalloidal nanoparticulates have been raining down for the last two, three decades on humanity and moving into the bedrock, moving into the primary water, everything in, in, in on the earth is infused now by these nanoparticulates, more or less. Uh, and, and each of them act as a, a kind of counterpoint to the fractal antenna of the human DNA. So human DNA in and of itself is a fractal antenna, is the most powerful antenna system, because that's the, the one that can carry through the entire known cosmos. The, the, the um, uh, rather pathetic um, nanoparticulate antenna system is more about a stealth technology to create a false antenna system in the human body so that they can then beam and broadcast um, elements into our um, pro pro programmed elements into our um, field of expression. And, and that's to do with a um, uh, triggering and catalyzing certain chemical responses in the human body that then lead to a weaponization of the pineal function and close us down, stupefy us and uh, pre prepare us also again for this kind of cyborgization. If we, if we are to study closely, which I've done since 2005, uh, within uh, Humanitad, uh, we've been looking very closely since about 2005, 2006. We've been studying Morgellon syndrome, and we've been we've had patients that we've uh, brought medical professionals in to work with, and we've 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 pulled these things out of people's bodies on multiple occasions, up to and including surgery, bringing thing you know coiled around people's spines and self-replicating nanodiodes breaking out of people's uh, skin and, and shards of crystals and amber beads and weird stuff being birthed. So we know that for a long time, there have been subtle, uh, or not so subtle, but there've been uh, stealth attempts to uh, genetically uh, modify and create different uh, complexes within the human body. And I think there were, there were some experiments taking place for a long time. Now I believe that they've kind of perfected the capacity to triangulate into the human body and trigger or catalyze any number of, of particular discrete functions in order to start to grow a new form of, uh, let's say, kind of artificial neural synapses or um, uh, arterial systems to be the purveyors of that new consciousness. It, that's, my, that's my best guess at it. What I know is about the hard forensic science, and I'm concerned about that. In fact, the Lazarus Initiative that we launch on March the 21st is gonna tear the mask off this. I've got leading figures around the world over the course of the next year on a, a series of symposiums and journal publications. We're gonna be releasing all of this information essentially and showing the pure science of what's going on with the genetic modification, endogenous uh, modification of human RNA, DNA. The vaccination program, of course, being the ultimate payload of the satanic luciferic uh, element to try to force that into position. Because to some extent, the fluoriding and the uh, glyphosates and the raining down of those other elements to some extent hasn't really worked to great effect um, because you've still got consciousness, human consciousness to deal with. And the psionic um, capacitance of humans, which is morphogenetic. So when we are under a threat, an endemic threat like HIV AIDS, the, the human morphogenesis flares up and we communicate through linguistic wave genetics to one another. And we, our microbiomes adapt and we create these uh, blocking. We do jujitsu with that threat. 
so it can no longer kill us beyond a certain point. And we evolve. We're constantly moving in that sense. So the vaccination program was ultimately the way that they could force the payload delivery into the human uh, genome yes. through the you know, modification of endogenous RNA, which, of course, is what Moderna means. You know, these Satanists always leave their goddamn calling card out in the open because that's also part of the spellbinding that's very much required. But yes, that's that's where we're at. Uh, but we've still got that Christed or Christic element within the Adamite, within the the actualized human. And again, the distinction between the actualized human and the human is everything. You must take that throne within. You must become crowned the son or the daughter of God. You must become the living emissary of the Godhead. And you must know that, that that is your prime function. And that's the actualization. That's the flaming of the Christ of nature, without which you are just collateral or chattel or um, you are just a lemming. And you can be the utility of this devilishness up to and including global depopulation and the sacrifice of innocence and all of the blood sports uh, that these draconian elements have relied on humanity for for millennia that's coming to an end but in this great end of days apocalyptic bifurcation of the night and the day the black and the white the shiva and the shakti the masked and the unmasked we are being called and summoned each one of us into that true reckoning that day of judgment is here on earth it's not happening up there we need to recognize that this is the day of reckoning, the, the great tribulation, the great judgment. And it's all about you and your relationship with self and to which extent you recognize, remember, and acknowledge your divinity. I agree with this. And, you know, I have some information on this whole program just from me tapping into things too for you. I So in the book of, I think it's Revelations, there, there's this statue, he, there's this, this prophet and he sees the statue and they're trying to create a new race. And the statue is clay and metal, but the statue crumbles and falls and it says clay and metal do not glue together. They, 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 they just will crumble. And if you, when you read the Bible and it starts out, it says that man is made of clay, which is minerals. And we have mine of raw and in Egypt, raw was the God of light. And so then the metals, I believe, are them trying to create this new race by putting the metals in us. And I did a lot of research. There's heavy metals in vaccinations. There's heavy metals in chemtrails. There's heavy metals in all most beauty products. There's heavy metals in fast food and bread, everything that you look, there's heavy metals, Everywhere. even in your salt. Yes. So then, you know, we're waiting for all these robots when actually when we're that's, that comes into us via what we're breathing, what we're drinking, what we're eating. And that goes into the cell and the cells, a solar panel. So this is why the Egyptians, we were sun worshipers because they would gather the light within them and that would charge their aura and their chakra system. So the sun, the, the cells, the solar panel. So the heavy metals get into the cell, bring the frequency of the cell back, but like a mirror reflect the light out. So it can't enter the cell to charge our aura system and chakra system. And then we're connected via these heavy metals that are in our tissues are in our, they're in our brains, our organs to the satellite systems. And we're walking antennas of which they can see everything that's happening with us. And they can even, you know, send signals to us. And I do believe that they're using uh, a lot of mind control um, weapons this way by just signaling it into us. And I think that, you know, this is probably a 
one of the biggest things that people are facing who are toxic right now is that they're walking antennas that aren't masters. They're co-pilots. Like you said, they're there. And we need to become masters of ourselves and to become a, a, a Christ, which we're all Christ. We have to step in and we have to take control of our bodies. We have to take control of our energy fields. We need to take control of ourselves on every single level, our thoughts, our actions. And this is important because otherwise we are co-pilots and we're fed upon here on this planet until we step into that. Sure. It, it, it's, it, it is very, it's, it's very problematic. I mean, in, in the medieval days, um, you know, 500 years ago, a thousand years ago, every demonic possession was well known, well understood. Mm. Um, certain elements would, would get possessed and, you know, the kind of the church empowered itself on all of that, but that, that demonic possession stopped started going on the decline in a sense because of the fact that we're moving as a species as a plane of existence as a solar system we've been moving incrementally in toward the uv the ultraviolet light the photon band through the great through the through, through the great divide into the uh, galactic day and that's the whole 2012 2013 breakthrough was kind of breaking through into the galactic day cycle which we're actually in now we're just having to mm -hmm. shed ourselves of that snake skin so to speak and that's why it feels so weird because we're rebirthing right now, going through that rebirthing and it's kind of sticky, dirty kind of business and, and not very comfortable. But the fact of the matter is, is that because we are no longer naturally being able to be preyed upon through the demonic realms, um, it, 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 they're, they're having to force their own technological mm -hmm. um, advantage into us with these chemical. The Rockefellers began the shit over 100 years ago. All you need to do is study how the Rockefeller Convention began, the, the, the process of desecrating human health and wellness, destroying our ability to have our own foods and self-medicate and, and, and treat ourselves with our own homegrown medicaments and all of that. So essentially, the Rockefellers is Satan's central when it comes to the overthrow of human health sovereignty and the, and the slow tiptoe in of the agrochemical industries and the pharmaceutical industries all of which had one prime objective, which was to systemically poison humanity over a century, which they've done to the point that you cannot walk into a supermarket anywhere on the face of the earth without having 100% toxins on the shelves. You will not find anything that is not toxic. Every single thing is toxic. And, and then when you talk about Skynet and the kill grid going live with the you know, multi-trillion dollar um, Elon Musk um, wet dream of 20,000, 40,000, satellites um, all linked up around the earth and creating a kill grid of 5G intervention. Um, great, nice, nice fantasy guys, well done. You've really done good. So we've, we've created this insane inverse Faraday cage kill grid for the entire planet. Um, and we're planning to hit a switch and make that go live, really. I hope it does go live in a sense because in a, in a perverse sense that will fry out all the shit. And what will survive will be the atomite the Christic element will absolutely throw that stuff off its back because that, that can never um, overthrow the, the Christic element of the human being. So maybe that is what's ultimately required is that we are collectively inviting ourselves to go full on into that fantasy of rolling up sleeves, getting vaccinations. The first vaccination will likely kill the old and the infirm and the second one, 50% of the people who had both of them, and the third one will probably kill 90%. Who knows? I mean, that's the kind of incremental uh, thing we're looking at. Almost certainly, this is an auto-destruct of uh, the human immune system. And not just that, but because it's modification of endogenous RNA, uh, we now know that it's going to create sterilization. 
and there will not be any further generations from those families. This is the end of line, the end of the line for millions and millions of, of families. Tragic in extreme, but if that's what if that's what we're invoking at the unconscious level, then that's absolutely what we must move into. I know I'm untouched by that. Not a single hair on my head will be touched by that devilishness. I know that. I'm not concerned about the ones I love either because I, I surround myself more or less with conscious people. Am I sad to know that the people uh, lining up and rolling up their sleeves right now are not likely to survive in my view in the next three to five years. I think it's a mass uh, culling event that we're witnessing. Uh, I think that that's desperately sad if one puts on the old psycho-emotional glasses, but I don't. I don't allow myself any longer to put the psycho-emotional glasses on and view life through that. I'm looking at life in a very circumspect way. I'm looking at it as a, an Adamite resurrecting from the dead. I'm taking full responsibility for this world, taking full responsibility for all of the childishness of myself and my fellows in, you know, who've, in, you know, brought the world to this point. We are the ones who are steering this plane of existence, this solar system and this quadrant of the universe, actually. Why do you think we're of such tremendous interest by these off-world intelligences? Because they're, they're also dependent upon us. We've got to now step into our pure Adamite pioneering instinct and just start to steer this cosmos where we want it to be. And I, I have a very clear idea where that is. You know. And that's true. And that's what the ETs told me. So the ETs said that what's happening on this planet affects many different timelines and dimensions. And they were, that's why they're intervening right now is because of this. And they let me know, you know, that the oceans, the ocean, it gathers cosmic energy from the sun, the moon, the stars and channels it directly into the middle of the planet. And they said that the frequency, of the planet is it's, it's, it's shaken. It's in chaos because the ocean isn't charging. It's not charging the center of the earth and to keep us in those higher frequencies because the pollution isn't letting those energies pass through it. So, you know, they have expressed yeah. to me these different things as of recent, they've been very, very active into in letting me know about closing the portals around the planet that the elite have opened up. And they've also expressed that um, there's a lot of fires around the planet because pollution is yang and the yang energies are creating a huge imbalance and the yang energies are also creating an imbalance in humanity. It's making them angry, chaotic, upset. And so because the ocean's yin and the ocean is now basically mostly yang because of the pollution, which is yang. So there's not enough yin energies flowing through the planet right now. There's too much yang. So they were telling me that just this, just as of probably like a day ago, because they appear in my room most mornings and tell me these different things. And I kind of try to channel that out, but they were telling me essentially when we're in our Christ selves, then we can tell the four elements what to do because the air, the wind, yeah. you know, all the, the, the oceans, they'll listen to us and pollution. Yes. And pollution. This is what I was told about pollution. Po look at the word pole it's, and then ion it's got ion. So it's spinning the energy the wrong way. Pollution, it literally spins the energy the wrong way. And that's why we're having where the, the, the planet's yeah. electromagnetic system is starting to flip. We're having the poles flip because the pollution is actually pushing on it the wrong way and it's almost nearly flipping the poles and this is a huge problem so but when no, uh, that's we're very a, good go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm glad that i'm glad that you raised that point because um five minutes ago i was i was about to start on a, a rhetoric and i decided not to um, but i was <laughs> going to start on a, a rhetoric about 
about the spin of atoms and about yes. the, the nested geometry. Adam, and Atom, I'm glad you, yes. Yeah, because that, that's actually where we're at. And, and all of the so-called pollution out there is just inverse geometry and the inverse yes. spin of atoms, so to speak. And, but but the, point, the point is that um, we are the ones who have issued it. You know, all the synthetic molecules uh, are spinning in the wrong angle, not able to transduce the right light coding and the geometry is malfunctioning. So that clanks and bumps and grinds and that metastasizes into the molecular and the cellular matrices. And that brings about entropy, decay, uh, disease and death ultimately. So the fact of the matter is that the remediation or the remedy for all of that grotesque cloak of pollution is actually a very quick process. Redemption and absolution is not something that takes the same period of time to cock up. You can spend a hundred years cocking up the environment and you can remediate it in less than 10 minutes through phase mm -hmm. conjugation. But that depends on the extent and degree of the threshold event of the awakening of the psionic flaring of the human morphogenesis. And that's the event, true event horizon that we've got coming. By my reckoning, it's the year 2046. I'm pretty obsessed at the moment with that timeline. I've, I see it fairly clearly. And I understand that that's the micronova event that we're moving towards. I believe that that's the vertical ascension event, so to speak, at which point between the year 2030 and 2045, 2046, that last passage of two uh, life cycles is to my view, the final cleansing, the final um, shedding. And then we will be, we'll be at that collective um, capacitance, I believe, to be able to steer this planet into the higher vibratory realms with absolute euphoria and bliss. No pain, no suffrage whatsoever. The suffrage and the pain, I believe, is happening now in the next couple of a few short years is mm -hmm. the, the great shedding, the great bifurcation. But again, it's a soul compact you know, you want you have to recognize that everyone who's shuffling along in the line, waiting to be culled or to, to be, you know, moved off world are doing it because at the level of the soul covenant, they made yeah. a determination. They came, they've delivered their payload They're They're happy to leave and either become space dust or come back into some other yuga. It's a matter for the individual right now. What I'm suggesting and urging my brothers and sisters is not to make the mistake of constantly trying to tend to the wounded right now. There's a point at which that becomes really stupid in a battle where you will lose the war if you continue to simply stop and put down your gun and tend the, the, those who are bleeding and those who don't want to get up. They don't want to get up. And, and they, they, that's a dangerous time that we're moving through right now because there's so many um, squawkers and so many people who are kind of slashing themselves and bleeding all over the place and then wanting to draw attention to themselves. It's a huge kind of failing in, in the gestalt of humanity. So many uh, petty tyrants in technocracy and bureaucracy overstating their importance and their relevancy. So many stupid people on social media, I'm sure you agree with me. So many stupid people on social media with their dirty little armchair opinions, none of which have been forged in pure truth or in honor or in the sanctity of stillness, just fucking opinions, dirty crass opinions, creating this ever kind of waves of white noise that are crashing and really obscuring the truth. And so for me, that's connected to the fact that that element in us that is constantly tending to the wounded um, is actually about to harm uh, ourselves as a species. We must now, those of us who are equal to the fight, you must pick up your sword and you must 
get to the front of the line, then we really must move into the breach now and not not allow ourselves to be pulled psycho-emotionally back towards retrieving the irretrievables or redeeming the irredeemables. And I mean that. I know this is going to sound really drastic, but you're either in Christ consciousness or you're disconnected from it. And if you're disconnected from it, you're usually vampiric. That's what I've noticed about people. And that's why they're acting out like this. And, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to touch upon, you know, something that's really deep for me that I just recently had experience with. So, you know, we talk about the worship of Satan and Saturn, Satan and Saturn. And I had this experience. So I speak to the planets, their ancient spirits, of course, to create a planet, it's energy that's condensed that creates solid matter. When energy is condensed, it creates solid matter. So I speak to the different spirits. And Saturn told me recently the reason that wa- the reason why elite do so many quote satanic rituals is because what they're doing is they're collecting all that energy, they're sending it to Saturn, and Saturn reflects it back. And Saturn creates time, and Saturn also creates reality. So it's creating the time and reality that they want. So Saturn told me I, I was I had this experience when I, where I was above Saturn, and Saturn was spinning, but it was spinning the opposite way literally the, the the rings were spinning the opposite way and the spirit of saturn spoke to me and said i want to be released from the elite i'm an ancient spirit and they're using me to create the realities that they want and it said to me look my rings are spinning the wrong way and tell humanity they have the christ power within them to channel energy cosmic energy through them and to start speaking to me and to start projecting the timelines that they want and clearing and purifying me and i will start to project that back to them because i each planet is like a mirror and it mirrors things 10,000 times back to us. And if we want to light up heart, our heart chakra, it's connected to Venus. So we can send the energy to Venus that will reflect back to every single person's heart on this planet and affect their heart chakra because each planet is connected to each chakra that we have. So this is what Saturn told me that it no longer wants the elite to use and abuse of it and to do these rituals to it and make it create time and reality. And it wants humanity to re to, to, to get back into the Christ consciousness and achieve power, you know, and, and step into that and take control of creating their reality and their timelines. Well, that's correct. And, uh, we have to begin to um, understand that the entire cosmos is connected uh, to fract- uh, fractal ratios. So I, the Atman, the, the realized uh, witness, um, is standing in grace, moving into a zero point and being in that state of grace as a perennial witness of that which exists. I become aligned fully with the Godhead in that state of witness. That's where there's no judgment, cannot be. Any shred of judgment and you've lost the game. You've got to be in a state of pure witness. So at that point, one then begins to see very clearly that the the extension of me, the constellation of my family, the constellation of, of society, of the community, of society, of the civilization, also has all of these different archetypal elements which are connected to the kidneys and the lungs and the hearts and, and yes. so on. So I see that this world and the way that the social ecology of the world extends is also connected directly to a fractal ratio like solfeggio, a, a fractal harmonic um, based on Fibonacci and, and uh, MSET or Mandelbrotian mathematics. And then that extends also into the into the solar system where Saturn and Neptune and, and Pluto and so on, they all have a very, very important and discrete um, uh, relevancy 
to the, the those aspects or elements that make up the, the human. Mm -hmm. And Chiron, the, the planet Chiron, which was only discovered fairly recently, becomes a very important one, incidentally, connected to the wounded and the, the, heal, the healer mm -hmm. and the wounded ones. So look, look to Chiron, anyone interested in the subject, to understand the emergent relevancy of that. Chiron, in a sense, re retrieves us and brings back the gift to us, reminding us that each of us is the wounded hero. Each of us mm -hmm. is the Messiah. Each of us is the Christed one in that sense. But once we let go of our story, release ourselves from the dream spell or the thrall of our own story, then we move into that phase conjugation with the Godhead. And then we can see so limitlessly far. Yes. But it's true that Saturn is an accreted value, archetypal value of elements within the entire universe in point of fact that come into an accretion event that is Saturn. And Saturn then beams that. Saturn becomes the, the counterpoint, the, 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 forgive me, the, the, the accreted corridor between this earth plane and the entire cosmos and all of those macro, macro, meta uh, dimensional um, uh, elements. So we need to have lenses that focus those dynamics and archetypes inwardly, 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 until mm -hmm. boom, pop, here I am, I'm, the, I'm the, the Adam. And so that that's where it's true that each of us is made up of the sun, moon, and stars, because we absolutely yes. are. It's all those elements that have been created into the cellular and atomic matrices yes. that make every single human being. And it's a very beautiful thing. But what steers this body? What steers this physical or material presence? That becomes... Uh, the importance one moment i've got to tell the builders to stop uh, debbie sorry we're in the middle of a we're doing a lot of building works around here and someone's using an angle grinder i hope it's not uh, disturbing <laughs> the piece no i can't hear it you're doing good but mars was an important one when you when you spoke about mars earlier um completely get it i mean mars is such a beautiful powerful um element to our folly Mars is there to remind us of our folly, of our yes, the, 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 the <laughs> stupidity that we're capable of. So Mars almost certainly was very lush and abundant and verdant and you know prosperous and all the rest of it. And in a sense, it was an experiment gone very, very wrong. But yes. then it remains there in a state of suspension to remind us of that of that folly. And I think that Mars is very beautiful for that reason. Of course, now they've got images um, of uh, taken from Greenland or elsewhere that they're telling us come from the surface of Mars. I don't believe any of that, frankly. None of it, absolutely none of it. But do let, 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 let's take the conversation elsewhere. Don't start me on <laughs> NASA. <laughs> you know, so you, cause we have a, a lot of ancient architecture like the pyramids, the Stonehenge and from what I remember, we, we would use those to teleport to travel among the planets and realms. And recently I was told the way to light up this ancient technology because it's crystalline. You know that the pyramids are mostly crystalline and we have crystals in our bodies, of course, and we are connected to this crystal system in this planet. And the, then the moons, um, the suns, the stars, the planets all have this crystalline structure, which channels and passes light. So I was told that this ancient technology, like the pyramid, which is an energy generator too, it would take the moon, it would take the uh, energy from the sun, the moon, and channel it directly into the center of the earth, which would keep the earth high in frequency. So we had no deserts. We had no 
death. People live for thousands of years. Um, this ancient technology is there for us. And the ETs were telling me that, you know, once we channel enough of us channel the cosmic light through us and we can speak to the sun, the moon and stars and ask the cosmic light to fill us, that's going to start lighting us up. That's going to start lighting up what's called our junk DNA. That's going to start lighting up our entire brain. Cause they say that you don't use part of your brain. It's, it's going to light up the whole thing. It's going to light up us, us, in, and we're going to go into Christ consciousness. And then what's going to happen is that energy is going to come through us and it's going to go into the crystals and the pyramids. It's going to go into these ancient systems and light up this ancient technology. And then we will be able to interact with all the realms and the different uh, host of the um, heavens, the ETs, and, and, and they'll, just like we see each other. And that's what they've been telling me recently. And they said that this technology can can't be decoded by scientists. It can't be decoded by religion. It's only, it's literally in our energy field, the, um, the way to use it and the way to access it. So they've been telling me this, and they said that in, you know, a certain amount of time that these whole, the Stonehenge, all of that, which is all connected. I mean, we have the, the, the Mayan pyramids, all of the systems is going to connect and there's pyramids on other planets and the whole system's going to light up. I don't know if you, if you know anything about that, because I really wanted to pick your brain on that. I lived, I lived in Egypt um, for, for about three years um, because of my obsession uh, with pyramidology many years ago. So, and, and so I'm familiar with, with the study. I was studying this stuff over 30 years ago, passionately. Um, the pyramids essentially like like the earth are paramagnetic so we're talking yes. about it's less to do with silica than it, well silica yes but it's paramagnetic there's two primary forces that we deal with one is paramagnetic and one's dielectric so mm -hmm. the, the 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 dielectric universe and the paramagnetic earth are the two kind of things that interface and the human being that pops off the surface of the earth is actually the perfect technological um, uh, entanglement between the dielectric, which is the, the ethers, the air, the thinking, the intellect, the mind, the spirit, the soul, and all of that connected then to the physicality. So we are the living embodiment, the organic sentient embodiment of a perfect fusion of the dielectric and the paramagnetic. So when we reach that um, flaming point of the collective psionic um, Christed flaming or morphogenetic um, flaming, then uh, my, my view is that we absolutely do not need any technological intervention to reconnect to the iron crystal dodecahedra center of the central sun in the inner earth. That's something which would happen naturally um, with the embrace of humans creating a lattice work of, of uh, morphogenesis on the surface that will create that compression. But is it true that those um, pyramidal structures or certainly many of them um, are very, very powerful tech technologies without any question of doubt, battery systems without any question of doubt, useful for terraforming, useful for creating abundance and prosperity and verdancy? Yes. And uh, will we make use of those technologies again um, in, the, in the future? We may well do. There's no reason why not. I just uh, don't know that they are the things that are going to be the part of the actu actualization of Tara, of the inner earth. I think the inner earth or the Tara element, let's call it the brain of Gaia or the heart brain synthesis of Gaia, is almost certainly an iron crystal dodecahedron. Um, don't ask me how big, um, you know, anywhere between 20 and 200 miles um, radius, possibly and, um, um, diameter, possibly a huge iron crystal dodecahedron inside the central sun. 
and and that is ultimately the thing that is transducing and transcoding the universal forces but first they filter through us on the surface don't forget that so so tara gaia in a sense birthed us and then as we emerged off the surface of the earth as the human the adamite we then became the intercessionary between the universal forces and the brain of gaia because we've been entrusted we've been we've been extended the trust to take the journey even further so there's a lot of beautiful geometry at the meta dimensional level that's taking place with the true nature of the human and how incredibly powerful we are we in a sense were were here in order to receive all of the the linguistic genetics of all of these other species and to help bring them into what you would call the jacob's ladder bring them into our genetic makeup so that we can they can find their way back home through us as well and that's not being patronizing about these other intelligences it's just saying that 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 is ultimately how this confluence of creativity of creation in the cosmos moves into a central kind of vortices and finds its way into the spiral of alcyone and then into the into the back to source and and in a sense that would have seen a great seeding um, another great cosmic seeding would have taken place. So there, these are the, these are forms of geometry and math that, frankly, are way beyond our capacity to express. Let's remember, Sarah, that we have between five percent, four or five percent of our brain is actually capable of of communicating and expressing things. There's a huge percentile, just like the junk DNA and the sleeping codons in us, that have not yet awoken. And so it's, we're, in a sense, speaking to ineffable subjects in a very reductive, infantile way. And we, get into, we can get into trouble. So I tend to back off from conversations beyond a certain point. But I respect, like, your divinations, the divinations that you've described to me seem to be more or less very, very accurate. I'm quite impressed with what I've heard. Thank you. And that's something that the ETs recently told me. So they were showing me about this ancient technology. And I asked because, you know, I, I feel they purposely me they messed up the king's chamber because that energy used to come through and it used to really keep the planet's energy aligned. So they purposely have messed up a lot of these ancient sacred um, sites. And so I asked about this and they said that simply, you know, we can just become the portal of light ourselves. And then once we become that portal of light and we step into Christ consciousness, then we will have power over the elements and we will actually have power to tell the earth, you know, to go up in frequency and it will do so. And so that's you're you're on point on that because that's, ex that's what they expressed to me recently. I mean, what I know that when I know that when I went in to do my um, sacrament in the, in the great pyramid and I went in on my own at night, and you know, bribe, bribe the guards to let me in there. Um, I know that <laughs> I, I had, to, I had to deal with some very, very intense stuff. That for me was a self-imposed rebirth, a shamanic rebirthing that I wanted to do, because I wanted to deal with fear in mm -hmm. myself. I was so fucking afraid. Um, I'd grown up in a war in Africa. I'd been butchered in many ways, and. Um, I, I wanted to, and then I'd gone through this kind of nine years of kind of intense rock and roll lifestyle and very connected into that kind of false light thing. And, and I was really pushing the age of 30 and I wanted to really get to grips with fear and deal with it head on. 
And so my way of doing it was to really approach uh, 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 an orchestrated, conscious, shamanic death and rebirth. And so I decided to do it there in Egypt. And, um, and it took me many months to pluck up the courage to go through it. And when I did do it, I'll, I'll say that um, it was a mixed blessing because although ultimately I do not regret doing it, not for one moment do I regret it. It was the most powerful thing I could have done in my life. But at the same time, I wouldn't wish that experience on any man or woman alive. Okay, so I don't know how else to put it. It was terrifying. So I, I, I did witness certain things uh, there in the, in the belly of, of that pyramid through the granite um, causeways um, that were beyond panic. They were beyond terrifying because they were so ancient. They were so, the elementals that presented themselves were so, so ancient, so powerful, all encompassing. But at the same time, they didn't harm me. At the same time, they allowed me to run the, this, um, this gamut and they not run. I didn't run. I walked, but they, they let me know who they were. These were the, in a sense, the Lords of time appeared and it was the most terrifying thing imaginable, but they didn't touch a hair on my head. And so that journey from the King's chamber, or whatever, and then up and then along that long uh, causeway for me was the, that was the trial. That was actually the shamanic journey. And I had to live it in 90 seconds. It was a compression in 90 seconds of running the gamut properly and I did it and then you come to the end then you look up then you can just see a shaft of the dawn arising and then finally there was light and then I was able to walk up the the stairs and get out and as I came out um, that was very much a resurrection so I'm, I'm familiar with these dynamics Sarah really familiar with them I just don't know because I know that the the pyramids were a, a blessing for me in as much as it was exactly 50% diabolical and 50% um blessing and i it's not like i didn't get a sense it was more of this or more of that it was absolutely down the middle so again i say that that for what i learned from that um death and rebirth shamanic journey is that the pyramid is not the thing the pyramid taught me that i'm the thing yes the pyramid taught <laughs> yes. me because i knew at one point i knew at one point that i was inside the belly of the greatest thing ever built on the face of the earth in millions and millions and millions and millions of tons of granite are above you and you can feel this compression this this density this heat yes you you know and and that was a very remarkable feeling especially if you're claustrophobic you know which i'm no longer i'm now afraid of heights if anything but but the, the point is um i came away learning that pyramid taught me that i the adamite do not need the pyramid Exactly. Don't want to put it. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, I've been to the underworld myself and I went down there so that I could conquer fair and I could master it rather than it mastering me. So it was a quite yes. long yeah. journey for three and a half years. And then I was able to send out of the underworld and I learned a lot about lost souls. And I learned a lot about people who are in pain and suffering, how there's people walking around on this planet, but their souls are not in their bodies. They're literally in the underworld. And also, you know, yeah. another thing that's causing a lot of problems on this planet frequency wise 
is our ancestors, our ancestors who've been through pain, suppression, war, and we haven't passed the light to them. We haven't been a portal of light to them so that they could ascend into the higher realms. So we have them, you know, their souls in pain wandering around. And I was also shown that a lot of the elite, they actually, um, uh, use the, those suffering souls, the, 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 the energy, the dense energy from those suffering souls to fuel their dark magic and fuel their occult arts. So I was told recently that we need to start, you know, sending light to our ancestors and sending love and clearing the karma. And then that's going to release a lot of souls. And in, in return, that's going to, to allow the frequency, of the planet to go up because they will have ascended into the light. And so that's something that I've been experiencing recently and going to the underworld. I didn't have to go to the pyramid. I went to the pyramid after I went to the underworld, actually, after I had ascended out of it, um, going to the underworld allowed me to see this. It allowed me to see too, that people were creating their own hell through their actions and deeds to themselves and others when they did negative things. And that, um, you know, those people too, in the end, aren't lost their souls that we can actually send them light and unconditional love. And, you know, we have to do that with our family lines on our mom's side, on our dad's side. That's a lot of the work that needs to be done right now so that we can release all those souls. Once they're released, the entities from the lower yeah. realms can't anchor in because they won't have the energies of these, of the, of these lost souls to anchor in onto this planet. And also the elite will lose a lot of their power because they won't have the energy of those lost souls to, um, you know, to power up their occult arts and their dark arts. What do you feel about that? Well, that, that, that simple is simple is best. Simple is always best. And, and I'll, I'll give a trick here. Um, the thing is to recognize that the absolution of one's ancestral lineage or dynastic lineage the absolution principle is a very simple one. You need to step into the joy in the now yes. in order to act as an anchor point to absolve your ancestral yes. and dynastic yes. and trauma. You learn the art of orgasm, the art of euphoria, and the art of joy and bliss in the now. That is what your ancestors want for you. More than anything, your great-great-grandmothers and great-great-grandfathers are wanting to be redeemed through bliss and through euphoria and yes. joy. That's it. So don't go trying to project the mind or the spirit back in time and looking at family portraits and trying to do the disentanglements with all this weird alchemization. Leave that language. I'm, ad I'm advising people who want to absolve dynasty and absolve lineage. Simply focus on the now. Pure truth, yes. right action in the now is what your family wants for you because you are the end game for them as well at the soul level. So that's it. Focus just on that and carry you, they, you carry them with you anyway. God knows you carry the song of all of your ancestors in your blood. It's not like you need to invoke it. It's there anyway. But the point is really begin to understand the art of joy, ecstasy, bliss, and euphoria. But the kind of of joy, bliss, uh, uh, ecstasy, and euphoria that does not parasite of anyone else or anything yes. else. That's mm -hmm. key because most most people are having uh, some sense of stolen euphoria or stolen ecstasy because they are um, they are they are stealing fire, so to speak, or stealing life force or stealing yes. light um, mm -hmm. through the addictions and through their abuses, whether it's sexual or it's donuts or it's you know crack cocaine or it's nicotine or it's alcohol. It doesn't really matter what it is. Addiction is a 
addiction. And addiction is connected to off-world intelligences also throwing your game so that you're out of phase so that they can install software. And if you realize that all addictions, again, whether it's, whether it's donuts or it's sex or it's nicotine or it's alcohol or it's crack cocaine or heroin, it doesn't matter. Or day, daytime TV, hey, daytime shopping, how about that one? A lot of middle Americans are addicted to, to shopping online, Amazon, every day, have to buy something. There's got to be a ding dong at the door selling, you know, bringing another delivery of some cheap, shitty merchandise for them to get a rush. There's a lot of people like that. That's an addiction by definition. So anywhere where you are addicted is where you're abnegating or surrendering life force. Be careful of that. But where you step away from addictions and then are able to move into the confluence of the geometry of now without feeling the need to reach for something, reach to get you to move towards something. That's where the euphoria and the ecstasy and the natural innate bliss is to be found, where you're no longer reaching to fulfill a vacuum or an addiction, just be aware of that. And then one falls into that bliss. And then ultimately, if you're able to stay still in that place long enough, and I guess that's where yoga and meditation come in. I've never meditated in my life. I've never said a prayer in my life, but I do understand the quantum of stillness. I've lived in that place most of my life. Yes. And so that for me is the thing. That's where the Godhead is to be found. And that's where the, that's where the bliss peak wave is to be found. And our ancestors want us to surf that more than anything on God's Yes, because that goes, that channels back to them. You don't have to focus on pictures or anything like that. I totally, totally agree with you. You just have to be a portal of light and that just goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and thank you for saying that, by the way, because everyone needs to know that. Um, you know, I, I have something else I want to speak to you about too. And it's along the lines of the subject that we're speaking about. So in the Bible, it talks about the mark of the beast being in the forehead. And I know everybody's waiting for microchips and, um, you know, about the reptilian part of the brain. And I was shown recently that the reptilian part of the brain is the mark of the beast. And, um, everyone's coming from the reptilian part of the brain, which is lower consciousness. And of course, addiction, sugar, toxins, all those things light up the reptilian part of the brain. And a person who's in the reptilian part of the brain, they lack empathy. They lack heart. They lack kindness. They're disconnected. They're often abusers, um, people who are murderers, people who abuse children. They're all coming from the reptilian part of the brain. And you, if you do your research on this, you'll find out. So I was shown recently by the ETs too, they were speaking to me about this, that the mark of the beast is those who are coming from the reptilian part of the brain and not ascending into the higher parts of their brain. And we can actually focus, you know, I do these, these different, and I, I I'm like you, I, I walk throughout the day. I'm, I'm in a state of bliss, happiness. I'm in a high frequency and it, it just channels through me and I get these downloads. I don't have to lay there or sit there. It just comes through, through to me. And I see the ET. So, cause I'm in that state perpetually, I'm speaking to the spirits. So I, I was shown and the, like I said, the ETs were talking to me about this, that everyone was tapped into the low, into the reptilian part of the brain, and they're not accessing the higher parts. Now, what I do is I, I just visualize light going to the different parts of my brain and I can access them like that and go into all sorts of different higher states. So they were saying too, that when it says in the Bible that they will worship the beast, it doesn't literally mean that they have to pray or bow down or even know they're just, in the, you, you're worshiping something when you're in the same frequency as it. That's worship because your yeah. e your energy is channeling 
to that consciousness. So we are living in beast consciousness. If you go back to in the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar, he was a great king. You know, he talked to God, he spoke with God. And one day he just started to not be so good. And he did a lot of things and he fell from that status and he became a beast in the field. And everybody thinks that he turned into a beast or something. No, he fell from the higher consciousness into the reptilian part of the brain, into the beast part of the brain. And I did a lot of decoding on this because we have beauty and the beast, of course, and who Prince Adam, remember through love, he turns back into Prince Adam, but he's in this, he's a beast. So this is by access in our heart chakra, which is the fifth element that has power over the other four elements. We, um, by access in our heart chakra and putting that above, you know, the, the physical body and all the physical illusions out there and actually access in the heart that brings us back to the state of Adam, the, the Christ. And so, um, and that, that brings us out to, of the reptilian part of the brain, because you cannot live in the reptilian part of the brain and also in your heart chakra. I wanted to know your thoughts on this. Well, I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't um, concern myself too much with these um, uh, interweavings and narratives. I like them. I'm always fascinated. I'm, I'm familiar with them. Um, I do understand that it's just a language of archetypes and how those archetypes continuously play out. So, I mean, the, mm -hmm. uh, the Nebuchadnezzar, you know, that, that there's a pro and a con to each of these storylines on the one hand yes you know he fell from, from he fell from grace and became a beast of the land on the other hand you know did he seed part of the cosmic uh, beneficence into the earth plane by falling to the land you know the, the great fall in the beginning you know this this um catholic deception uh, that there was a great fall there was not a fall uh, from grace there was there was a bifurcation we we moved away we decided to leap into the into the void into the abyss so that we could seed in the heart of darkness and bring with us back to redemption, these lower elementals. So, you know, mm -hmm. I just see everything as being part of a beautiful ongoing, um, um, evolving um, quantum story. What I don't um, like to do too much nowadays is go back and um, play with the archetypes, not because it's not valuable and necessary. It is for many people on the journey, just not for me. I've already dispensed with it. I put away the stories. I put away the archetypes. I put away the idols. I put away the icons. I am so personally detached from iconography and, and, and iconoclasticism. There is, because I recognize that, and this is something you said earlier, that either you're Christed or you are not. So it's like either you are, and if you're not Christed, it means by definition, you're an idolater. So you're either in the Christed light or you are an idolater. What is an idolater? An idolater is someone who is projecting salvation or redemption from out there, who is looking toward the path or the golden horizon or, you know, because believing that the Pleiadians or, you know, Jesus, the, something out there is going to redeem. So that's idolatry by distinction and by definition. And the right. storylines and the apocryphal stories and the historical narratives are interesting because they are parables and metaphors and allegories that can help in a sense to inspire us out of dystopian ignorance back into a higher form of expression. So that's why I love them. And that's why I love the way you speak about them. But for me personally, I'd no longer wish to express an opinion on them because I recognize that invariably they are part of a great sort of white noise of, um, of, of, not illusion, but it, it is a constantly changing 
um, field of expression if we're speaking to history. I would so far rather not try to deduce um, things from the past, but focus absolutely on the elements in the now. For me, the interest is in looking at the British crown or looking at the, you know, the, the United Nations or looking at um, the local public health administrator in your local town and what they've just said this morning in the local bulletin, what, what bullshit they came out with in the town hall meeting, you know, what statutes have just been released uh, by the, the rogue Biden administration. These things are the totems and the arch archetypes and the icons that are worthy of our kind of, uh, you know, let's, let's work through this chess game. But um, that's not to dismiss any of the past. It's just to say that I personally um, am not one um, for speaking to them any longer because I've learned, A, I'm old. Uh, I'm old and wise enough or old and, old and yellow enough in the teeth to know that um, I have seen how black becomes white and white becomes black within that realm of the archetypes. So I choose to withdraw my attention. So, you know, talking about the crown, that's a, that's have a I very, lost you? no, do you still have me? Hello? Can you still have, can you still yeah. hear me? Yes. Talking about the crown, that's quite an interesting one because the crown represented, you know, the crown connection to the divine and the, the different colored clothing that they wore and adornments represented the rainbow aura and things like that. And I feel like that now it's just seen as, hello, can you still hear me? Hello. Hi, hi. Sorry, hi. I'm back again. <laughs> um, did you hear the the last thing? What what did you what was the last thing you heard of me say? <laughs> can you hear the me? The last thing I heard you say was can yes. you hear me? <laughs> so just ask the question again. <laughs> so it was it's really interesting because you know. Uh, again, sim symbolism, synchronicities. I do believe that the, the divine speaks to humanity in many different ways, whether it's music, whether it's, it's always knocking on the door, even movies, everything. It's, it's always knocking on the door and waiting for them to answer and saying, hey, I've been here all along within you. So, <laughs> so yeah. that's been my experience. Um, but to you know, move on, interesting, because you said the crown. And for me, you know, because I, I lived in England for nearly four years, and I did a lot of decoding of all of the symbols over there and all of the, 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 the way they dressed and, and, you know, things like that. And for me, originally the crown meant represented, you know, con being connected to God consciousness, having your crown chakra lit up. They, they, we had rulers even on Mars, on Venus, on the different planets, the highest rulers were those who were connected into the cosmic consciousness of the divine. That's how they were elected. We're not doing that anymore. We're yeah. simply electing people because they have status or they were born into families or that simply, you know, they have money um, or they were, they were born, you know, uh, in royal bloodline. And that's something that's wrong because originally all the symbolism, when I decoded it was this, it was like the crown represented being connected to God consciousness, all of the different colors, the rainbow aura, the different jewels represented nobility, kindness, these different spiritual attributes. And then we had all this, we have all the sacred symbolism when it comes to royalty. And it's like, they, they don't even know what they're wearing was symbolic originally of the original leaders eons ago who were connected to the divine. And now they just see it as wealth and adornments, which it's not, there's actually a spiritual message in the way that they're connected. And it's funny because recently 
uh, I was told by the ETs that all the false leaders on this planet who are not coming from God consciousness eventually will all, all, they're going to have a dark night of the soul and they're going to be removed from their places of power because we are, we are moving into a time where people who are connected into the Christ consciousness, they're going to start being, uh, um, you know, they're going to start being the ones that the, uh, that are going to, 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 to gain status and those. Yes. And those yeah. who aren't, they're going to lose. And the only re- reason and way that a lot of these people are keeping their status is because they're vamping the energy from the masses, which is keeping them in power. Once that stops, they will not be able to keep power anymore. So, you know, there's sort of, um, there's sort yeah. of this time right. where they can, they can seek redemption and, 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 you know, kind of, kind of, um, seek atonement and, and clear themselves and stuff, but that time's going to be nearly over and they're going to have to really face the dark night of the soul. If they continue to suppress humanity and suppress, you know, um, basically all of the liberties of humanity and, and affect the very energies on this planet in the negative, in a negative manner via pollution and via a lot of the matrix sort of false light, um, uh, rules and, and things they're putting out there. Yeah, I, th- this is the this is the time of uh, the transmogrification um, of the, the human, um, and it is it is it is a magical um, transmutative process, and it is where again why Cronus or the crown and uh, Corona all become mm-hmm. symbol uh, etymologically very very um, relevant if we understand the crowning moment of our apocalypse the crowning glory of our idiocy as a civilization as a species it is also the crowning uh, moment of our becoming the messiah uh, at the collective level and becoming the christed ones Um, so that's the transmogrification it is a magical alchemical process of the crown moving into as a almost as a stealth virus moving into the field of humanity and we are the ones now becoming collectively anointed as the crown disassembles and moves into dissolution the elements that make up the crown and cronus move into uh, the the building blocks of the the new adam and that is absolutely where where we're at um, is there a process of um, of of uh, grief loss um, probably yes for great many people who are still connected to the more psycho emotional body um, which is more connected to um, um, identifying reality as trauma based mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand there are those of us who regard reality as being ultimately ecstasy and euphoria based that that was the prime genesis point was euphoria and so it's just a question of attunement and frequency so this evening we had sasha stone as our guest on this podcast and he um his connection dropped and we were able to get him back on but we did touch upon a lot of different subjects that are very important to humanity right now so thank you for watching